This is Reset and can be found at mccabe.io. I'll be talking about anything that plugs in or takes batteries, mostly home automation, networking, home storage, and I'll be bringing some friends along. Reset was inspired by a bent paperclip that's sat on my desk for years. It reminds me that no matter how much we mess something up, there's usually a reset button. Let's get started. Welcome back to Reset. I'm your host, David McCabe. Find me on Twitter at McCabe.io. YouTube. Let's see. What's my YouTube handle? David McCabe. So go to YouTube.com slash David McCabe. And you can get all my latest videos. I've got a lot. I don't know. It seems like it's been a YouTube kind of month. So there's a lot of stuff going on out there. I appreciate you uh, subscribing to that channel and watching those videos. You know, in the future, I really plan to have Reset and YouTube kind of go hand in hand. I'd like to show a video out there and then talk about it over here. So not to do like live video podcast and make that audio available to a podcast audience. You know, sometimes that doesn't work. You can't see through your headphones, right? So I'm trying to separate that so we don't uh, get our video and our audio mixed up. So definitely head out there and subscribe to that channel. Today, I've got a huge podcast for you. I've got so many topics I want to talk about, but it's Tuesday here in the States and I want to get this show out so people can have something to drive to grandma's house with so they can eat their turkey dinner. Now, if you are not celebrating Thanksgiving, it's okay. It's just a normal reset for you. I'm just going to try to keep it truncated. We will catch up next week. But I have a lot to talk about. I'm really excited about this week's show. So let's get started. Last Thursday, a company that I uh, use, Eero, Eero Wi-Fi, came out with a blog post about their new 2.0 software. Now, their 2.0 includes software for the devices as well as the app. So they're bringing out something called TrueMesh. That's the biggest news here. TrueMesh is where they have gotten their product to the meshing like goal that they wanted to be at. So they are there. Now there's a blog post. It's about a five, six, seven minute read that you can look through all of their new Ideas, the True Mesh, the Alexa integration, a really, really cool article. And it really excites me to see this in the arrow, especially since I own six of the things. Now, I don't want to read the article to you uh, word for word, but True Mesh, it sounds like it's really going to understand your network, right? Because you can plug an Eero Wi Fi hotspot into, well, first of all, it can be your router, right? It can be your router and your wireless. But then you can go to a different room and plug in an access point to Ethernet and power, and you have another access point. Now, that needs to intelligently talk back to the first one. And you can go to another room that might not have Ethernet, and you can just plug it into power, and it can be a hotspot for there. And you can roam in between, and it can smartly decide if you should be on 2.4 or 5.8 gigahertz on those bands. So it's really a great product and they've made it better now. So they've 
definitely improved it. They say that you're going to get two times the network speed, um, Ethernet and wireless. So I know there's a lot of things going. There's a lot of communications going in between those Eros. And it can get complicated. It's, um, I mean, this is a networking, this is intense, right? So I wanted to know more. And I went out to Reddit, and one of their engineers has always been on Reddit, um, Six Roy Batty Six. He is always out there answering questions. And he had an Ask Me Anything, I'm quoting AMA. And he was talking about Eero OS 2.0. And there's a lot of information out there, and it gets really technical. And I'm going to put that link in the show notes. You can find the reset show notes at mccabe.io. It should be the last show there, but um, look around for uh, episode 11. And you can go out to this Reddit um, forum, as you were, and read about this update and the app updates and all. So last Thursday, Eero OS 2.0 pushed out to Eros. So I got mine. What didn't push out yet was the application for Android and iOS. Now, I've checked Android today. I don't know if it's out on iOS yet. I would assume they're going to try to do this at the same time. They said this week, and it should be out to everybody. Now, the app updates look really, really cool. You need to go out and see these screenshots with these app updates so you can get more details about the individual devices that are connected to your network, to your um, to your Eros. So you can tap on like a phone and whatnot, and you can see what frequency it is on, how much data it's uh, transmitting, of course the MAC address, the IP address, what it is, what the manufacturer is, and how much of a percentage of activity that it is taking up on your network, which is really cool. The other thing is, if I can get the dog to leave the room, Dog, I'm trying to podcast here. Hang on, let me throw the ball. Hang on, let me throw the ball. You'll probably hear this. Go. Sorry about that. This next feature seems so trivial, but it is so needed. If you have an Eero in your bedroom, you and I both know the piercing light, the LED light that emanates from the Eero. Yes, I've taped over them, and the new app is going to allow you to Turn the light off. That's just, I mean, amazing, right? You know, Amazon has, they sell specialized tape to tape over this stuff, these LEDs, and especially those blue ones. I don't know what is up with the blue LEDs, but wow, it's just crazy. So that's really cool. You can turn off your LED status light, and um, the app just gets keeps getting better and better and better. So... That is really cool. I will keep you up to date on the Eero stuff. Now, I've been keeping something from you. I have. I have Eero in my house, and I have typically run about four Eros in a fairly large house, and there are a couple of spots where I need some more coverage. Now, I've got, I've got two more. So I don't know exactly when this happened, but because uh, I've been blaming it on my cable company, but I have put in the other two arrows in my house and I started getting internet um, having internet issues where it would just like reboot and then the arrows would freak out trying to find the internet so I 
don't know exactly what's going on right now, but I'm working with Eero. What I've done is I've backed off a couple. I saw I've just completely removed them from the network and everything calmed down. Now, this is after I contacted, you know, my lovely cable company and asked them for help. And they said, oh, you have an outdated cable modem. Uh, that cable modem is not supported anymore. I'm like, you know, I just bought this like two months ago from Amazon and it's got a bazillion reviews and says works with Xfinity. Oh no, it's out of date. So, you know, I spent another $100 and bought a new cable modem. And what they, what they want you to do is they want you to buy their cable modem that has the, you know, the, the hotspot on it that anybody can connect to. Well, I don't want that. I want my own Wi-Fi. So I've got that. So hopefully the cable network is stable. Eero's working with me. We're trying to figure out if I have either a bad uh, switch, bad wiring, uh, an Eero that's misbehaving. We don't know yet. So it's kind of hard when you're trying to live your life. I know you guys know this to, you know, to troubleshoot something this big. So it was much easier just to rip stuff out. So Eero, that's uh, good stuff. Good stuff to, uh, to follow up on and I'll keep you up to date. Um, you know, speaking of last thing on Eero, they're having Black Friday sale this weekend. Uh, so uh, I will try to get either a post out or I'll do something. Maybe on the home server show forums, I'll put a, uh, a post out with my uh, commission accounts, my commission links, and it would be neat if you could go out there and uh, shop via those. I do have a shop page on McCabe.io. So if you go to McCabe.io slash shop, you can find eBay, uh, Woot, Amazon, all those links there. If if you would go out and shop on your Black Friday uh, or your Cyber Monday via that method, that would be awesome because I've been spending way too much money and uh, lately <laughs> on uh, all this review stuff. So I would appreciate that. But uh, you know, stay tuned for some Black Friday discussions. And if you're a member of one of the forums, Home Automation Forums, HomeServerShow.com Forums, Surface Geeks Forums. Head out there and discuss your Black Friday stuff. So I'm always interested in what people are going to buy and, and uh, you know, TVs and Xboxes and Playstations and Eros and, you know, ALEXAs. So, and how are you going to use those? And I, I think we could talk about those uh, in a Christmas episode. So I appreciate you shopping those links. So, yes, Eros going to knock. I think they're knocking off 100 bucks on a three-pack, which is substantial because they're... Um, I think they're still $4.99. I'll have to look that up. They're the most expensive kid on the block. Now, I want to stay with Wi-Fi. Hear me out. This is, it's getting interesting, guys. You probably all remember Jose Ortiz, friend of the forums, friend of the podcast, longtime friend of mine, has posted out in the forums that he has purchased the Netgear Orbi product, O-R-B-I. And he's been testing with that. And he has received the best and fastest speeds of any product that he has tested. And this guy has done it all. Guys, he's bought Luma. He's bought Eero. And I know he's bought tons of other stuff. And I'm going to get him back on the show. And we're going to talk uh, about his Netgear or his, you know, Wi-Fi uh, experiences. But he said he is getting the fastest speed with the Orbi. Man, and it just, it intrigues me a lot. Now, Orbi's different because each one of their little uh, access points covers a larger range. And he said that he was getting phenomenal coverage 
from a single Orbi. I find that very intriguing. I will put that link out in the show notes. I am doing that now so you can go read about that. It looks great, and I would like to hear some more experiences from that. Now, I I contacted my last known Netgear press person, and I haven't stayed up on my Netgear folks. Um, so if anybody out there from Netgear is listening, I would love to take a look at Orbi. I think that I would really... I really need to compare some tests because I've been doing a lot of Wi-Fi and routing and networking lately. And my latest review, actually it's all video. I did it all video review, but I have a post out in the homeservershow.com forums, forums about Securify. Now, Securify, they, have, they create the Almond product. I know you've probably heard of Almond. And they've just released Almond 3. Now, Almond 3 is a different kind of routing home automation product because that's what it does. It does, it acts as your router, it acts as a Wi-Fi, and it will mesh with other Almond 3 devices, and it's also a home automation hub. So it's really a do-everything kind of product. It comes in a three-pack. You can get it on Amazon. It was released November, and I've got videos on all of that. I've got... You know, unboxings and first looks at all the sensors and the in the the Almond 3 device itself. It's got a touch screen on it. That's kind of Securify's thing that differentiates them. And uh, it was a really a good product. I, I enjoyed working with it. I had some good luck and I had some weird things happen on some of my automations. And I think it was just because of the uh, motion sensor. I don't think it was their products uh, are bad. I just think I just had some a crazy motion sensor. And the app is really neat. I enjoyed the app experience more than anything. And I wish that uh, some of the things that I automate with smart things was as good as the Almond app was. I really enjoyed their interface where you could create like a rule. You could do almost anything. So you could go into their rule creator and you could just start picking and choosing. You would have you would have your statements of if this then that. I don't I hate to use the IFTTT, but it, it kind of is like that. And it's easy to think like that, right? So you could say if motion on motion sensor one or living room motion sensor, whatever you're labeled, if motion here, turn light on. But the cool thing was, is you could say, if motion here, and it's after sunset, turn this light on. You could do all of these qualifying factors. So it's like, an if this and this and this, then that and that and that. So it was really kind of cool to have that kind of power in the palm of the app, just right there in front of you, where you could create all, create all of that um that good automation stuff. And I had a blast with doing that. Um, they've got, you can use your phone as a presence sensor. So as soon as your phone comes into the Almond network, like you drive up into the driveway, as soon as your phone jumps on, it says, hey, Dave's home, turn on the garage lights, the outside lights, and light a path inside, right? Do, do all that cool automation stuff. So I really enjoyed it. The Wi-Fi mesh worked really well. I did some speed tests, and I talk about those speed tests on the video. 
I don't think it was quite as fast as Eero was. But again, this is a new product, so they're going to need some time to kind of flesh that out as well. It wasn't like, oh my God, this is just slow. I, I hate it. No, I'm not saying that at all. It just, it didn't peak out like Eero did. And that's all I had to test it on was Eero versus Almond. So I didn't test anything else. It was a really a good product. It was a fun review. It took me weeks and weeks and weeks. And uh, it just another reminder that doing reviews is hard. So support those folks that you read and listen to about reviews. So, And I appreciate Almond giving me the chance to do that or Securify. I've met these guys at CES year after year after year, and uh, I was slated to do this review for them for so long. Uh, it was just just in the pipeline, like, hit me up when you have that product, right, when it's ready, and, uh, and they did. They remembered me, which I do appreciate, and I hope to do more of. I enjoy doing that kind of thing, and I'm out there. I'm trying to, I'm doing a lot of video, and I'm trying to do better at video, And I've got some ideas for a couple of videos coming up. I've got a 4K video I want to do just because I want to do a 4K video. And I have my Netgear Arlo Pro video somewhat shot. um, And I'm ready to start putting that together too. And I'm going to try to do that one differently. If you look around on my channel, you'll find... um, just look around, not necessarily the podcast, not the reviews, but I've got a couple of little videos where I actually, like, I tried, right? I didn't just point the camera at me and start talking and moving it around and doing things. I actually tried to mix video and do some things, and I have fun doing that. Unfortunately, those are my videos that have horrible review, you know, horrible views. They don't get many views but I have fun doing them. So I'm going to keep doing those, and I hope that you enjoy those too. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Make me feel better. What else do we have here? We have all kinds of stuff to go over, and I'm going to try to keep it short. Uh, I sent back the Google Wi-Fi. I may have mentioned that last week. I've got Arlo Pro. Uh, it's not on my on my desk anymore. I'm done with the review. Arlo Pro review is done. The video shot. I need to get it going and get a review done for you. I really liked the Arlo Pro and it really is a niche video situation for someone like me. I I consider myself a live viewer of the video and I just hammered the poor little Arlo Pro and I tore up the battery. I don't think it is for me yet. But I think sometime in the future, I'm going to be a pretty good candidate for Arlo Pro because that camera can go anywhere. And it is really, really cool and compact system. The other thing I had trouble with on the Arlo Pro was the actual speaker. So you, the Arlo Pro product is different from the Arlo product in the fact that you can listen on the video, you can record audio, and you can speak to it. So I put it above my door and I tried to use it as like a ring doorbell and the speaker in it was kind of bad. It wasn't very loud at all. You literally had to yell to get the speaker to work. I mean, yell at your phone while you're in the house saying, hey, could you please leave the package at the door? Well, you couldn't just talk to your phone. You literally had to scream at it. So, and at that point, 
the guy at the door delivering the package can hear you screaming, you know, and hopefully you're not at work in your office screaming at your phone to FedEx saying, leave the package at the door, you know, so it was, it was comical and I, I'll show you that in the video. So that was kind of fun as well. What else? I think I honestly, I think I want to end it right around here. And I want, I want to tell you about a couple more things that I think that is really cool. I've been doing a huge sell-off. I have literally gone through my closets after this move. I just moved houses, by the way. And have pulled out things that I haven't seen or touched or used in, you know, three or four years. That That's kind of my threshold. I do this, uh, maybe I do this every two years I start selling. So the first thing I do is I list things on my forums. And I list them at cheaper prices. And I say, hey, would you guys like to buy some of this? And whatever sells, great. And then it goes to eBay. Well, I found this cool place. And you probably already know it because you're cool and hip, unlike myself. It's called Swappa. S-W-A-P-P-A dot com. So on Swappa, you can buy and sell phones, tablets, and I would, I would say high-end laptops, um, MacBooks, Surface Books, Surface Pro 4s, but they do have Chromebooks on there, so I don't want to lump that into high-end laptops. But, you know, it started out as uh, mobile devices, phones and tablets, so that's, I, there's a lot of stuff out there. You can sell it, and it's supposed to be easier than eBay, and it, it somewhat is, and it somewhat isn't, but uh, it is what it is. You you can double dip, which I have a I have my Surface Book out there right now. <laughs> I guess I'm not supposed to say that. It's on eBay and it's on Swappa at the same time. So I'm just trying to get as much traffic as I possibly can. Now it's not on an auction on eBay. It's on a, it's a buy it now. So if I got the email saying, "Boom, your Surface Book sold," on either one of the sites, I would go and in the other one immediately, so as to not to double dip. Um, so I've been selling some, um, all my unused screens out there. I sold, um, I sold the Nexus 6P. I've sold the Nexus 9 tablet. I sold my iPhone 6 Plus. I sold, what else? I've sold all kinds of stuff. I sold an HP N54L, um, microserver. And I've got the Surface Book listed out there. The Surface Book is not selling, so that's interesting. And all kinds of other little things. I've sold some RAM, all kinds of stuff just sitting around this house. And I've got tons more I need to get rid of. But it's that $10 to $15 stuff that's left now, right? It's not a lot of bang for the buck. So I've been doing that. That has kind of consumed me. That's why you're getting a pre-Thanksgiving podcast and not one last week. I've also been dealing with family, and I will be traveling for Thanksgiving. But um, So I've got this crazy scheme in my head, and it's going to freak some of you people out. That uh, And I shot some video on it, and I don't know if I'm going to publish it or not, but because uh, it's really going to freak you out. So I've been changed... My MVP status has changed from Surface MVP to uh, kind of a more consumer side. I was a consumer Surface MVP, which I really enjoyed being, and now I am a Windows Insider MVP, which is really cool. I still I get to play with uh, Windows 10 and all the fast ring builds, and I get a little more access to the team, 
right? I wish I could have gone to Summit to go out to Microsoft in the campus and talk with those folks, but I, I just couldn't swing it this year. I really couldn't. I had sports and kids and family and all this kind of stuff. So I'm an insider MVP, and I'm running Windows 10 on a test box that I turn off and turn on way too often, right? I, I don't, like, live on that test Windows 10. I don't test it enough, right? So I don't feel like I'm doing my MVP status much service. So I want to get deeper into that. So what I've decided to do is on the Surface Book, which is, let's face it, folks, there is Black Friday deals coming out on Surface Book, and I have the lowest one. It's probably not going to sell unless I, you know, super take a hit on that. So I'm going to load up the fast rank build of the creative edition of Windows 10 Insider. And I'm going to test on the Surface Book where I think it should be tested, right? I think that's going to be cool. I'm excited for that. That's why I'm telling you. I wouldn't tell you if I didn't, I wasn't geeked out about doing this stuff because I'm, I'm, even though I really enjoyed being a Surface MVP, I'm really geeked out about having access to Microsoft in this fashion that I do now, which is really kind of super cool. Now, I've been, let's see, I've been Windows Home Server MVP. When that got, uh, Windows Home Server product got canceled, I went over to Windows Consumer for two months, and then the Surface Consumer picked up for uh, just right after that, and I got picked up for that, and then I'm back to Windows Consumer. So... That's really, uh, that's my path. I, I can't remember how long. It's like six years, maybe, I've been MVP. I can't remember. It's It's been a long time, and I've had a great time doing it. Um, I really enjoy having that, and I enjoy, actually, I enjoy wearing the MVP jackets around town because everybody asks me if I work for Microsoft, and I say, no, just a YouTuber. I'm a podcaster, and uh, that starts a whole different conversation, which is fun in itself. So I'm excited about tearing up my Surface Book, which I still use day in and day out. And I want to keep it here at my desktop and keep it fired up, maybe throw a monitor on it. But I don't want that to be my daily driver now. So I need a new daily driver. So here's where the fun starts. And this is where if you came over and followed me with the Microsoft mentality, which most of my followers are, you're about to be freaked out. Apple had an announcement of their new MacBooks. And prior to that announcement, I was interested in getting back into a MacBook because of I use, uh, I use their software to manipulate photos and videos quite a bit. And I do that up, upstairs. Thank you, dog. The dog's here again. I do that upstairs, and I like to do. I would like to do that more remotely. So I thought, I want a MacBook. I waited for their introduction of their new products, and I didn't like them. And kind of put me in a conundrum. I'm thinking, I wanted one of those new MacBooks. I wanted one of the base editions, nothing fancy. I don't want a MacBook Air. I don't want a MacBook. I want a MacBook Pro, right? I want a Core i. So I thought, why am I beating myself up about this when there's a perfectly fine 2015 edition of the MacBook Pro. It's got a great screen on it. It's got good options. 
and it's got ports. Lo and behold, it's got an SD card and a USB, you know, so it's, that's the one I needed. I didn't want to buy it new because I didn't want to spend all that money. I didn't have a whole lot to spend, but so I started clearing out my closet to buy some, to sell some stuff to get, um, some money into my PayPal account. And I bought a refurbished, an Apple refurbished MacBook Pro, March 2015 edition, eight gigs of RAM, 256 gigs of uh, SSD space. Kind of bumped it up so I could fit some uh, some video on there so I can mix and match it all up, send it off to YouTube. And that's that's the platform I'm going to create that 4K video on. I'm going to start there and I'm going to see how I like this. Now, this does have a happy ending for all of you people disgusted at me that I've purchased yet another Apple device. I'm hoping, and don't tell Microsoft this because I don't know what's going on, but I'm hoping some Surface books, Surface in, you know, it would be nice in 2017 to have a new Surface book, right? So I was intrigued by the new Core i7 Surface Book that Microsoft released, but, you know, that thing is like three grand, right? So I can't do that. I can't afford a Surface Studio, although I would love to review that thing. I can't afford a new Core i7 Surface Book. It's just too expensive for me. I can't justify it. I could buy it, but I can't justify it, and that's important. Because I like being married. I don't want to be divorced, and I'm probably going to get divorced once she sees the Surface Book and the MacBook sitting beside each other. So hopefully someday in the near future, I will have the ability to trade in the MacBook Pro, trade in the Surface Book Core i5, non-GPU edition, and buy a brand new, you know, snazzy Surface Book that's just everything awesomeness, right? Version 2 for the win, as they say. That's what that's what the plan is. Now that could change. I have no clue, but I'm really hoping that's going to be the plan. Now that's probably entirely way too much information, but you know, I, I tell you guys everything. So you get the good and the bad side of me at any time during this podcast. That's the deal, right? All right, let's end with what I'm reading. I am a to-do list destroyer. You thought I was going to say something else. No, I make a to-do list and I completely and utterly forget it, forget to update it. I don't do it. I lose it. You name it. I do everything but keep up with it. So I've been looking around for a better to-do list. I need a system. I've done digital. I've done analog. I've done paper. I've done sticky notes. Sticky notes is probably what works best for me, but hey, I'm trying So I've got an article on my what I'm reading, and it's five analog to-do list systems to increase your productivity. Now, it's it's from one of my favorite sites, one of my favorite sites about websites and and graphics and creation and all that kind of good stuff. So definitely take a look at the show notes. Take a look at the link in the show notes, and it's uh, it's about analog to-do list systems, and maybe that'll help you. That's on my reading list. It's what I'm reading, so I'd like to share it with you. Thanks for listening to Reset. I hope you have a Merry Turkey Day if you're in the States. Please travel safely. I would really like to know what you're purchasing on Black Friday. I will get some posts out to 
my forums somewhere. I would like you to participate. Tell me what you're looking at. Give me some links. Show me what you're looking at on Amazon. Best Buy and Target and all that kind of good stuff. And let's let's share the wealth. Let's share all the good deals. And uh, maybe we can come up with some great gifts for our family. And let's face it, ourselves, right? That's what Black Friday is all about, is buying for yourself. I, I love that part. <laughs> I, I will not lie. I love that part of it. So please head out to iTunes and give Reset some stars. That brings the podcast up in rank and people may be clicking on it and reading it. So I appreciate if you do that. So thank you very much and we'll see you back here next week. This has been Reset, a member of the Geeks Network. Check out thegeeksnetwork.com for more great podcasts and forums. Reset can be found at mccabe.io, youtube.com slash David McCabe for the videos, and on Twitter at mccabe.io. Intro and outro music by Daryl Lee. Find Daryl Lee at soundcloud.com, Daryl Lee Music. That's D-E-R-L-E-E Music. Support of this podcast can be done at patreon.com slash David McCabe. And if you wouldn't mind, throw a couple stars out there on iTunes if you get a chance to. Thank you for supporting, and I'll see you next week on Reset. Reset.